Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hola mi gente, this is Ish. And this is DJ. And this is... Pero, Pero let, let me, me tell you. you. Dale. Hello everyone. Hey kids. Pero let me tell you, episode six. That's right. And again, I know we say thanks every beginning of the episode, but it's just crazy. People keep listening to us. I mean, we have people listening to us in flipping Suriname. Um, we <laughs> do in Suriname. I think Suriname. Suriname. I think I know who our um, listener in Suriname is. Okay. And Angela, if that's you, we love you. <laughs> I, I think. I, I don't know of anybody else that I know there. And if um, it's not Angela, we love you guys too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that it will be on episode 100 and we'll still be like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. It's again, just two comemiedas from Westchester and mm-hmm. literally now recording this actually in my bedroom this week. Uh-huh. Uh, we're, we're trying out different things here. Something different. You know, next week we're going to do it inside of a storage warehouse. <laughs> After but, that, a bouncy house. But today we're in your bedroom, you know, <laughs> yeah. where all the magic happens. Yes, and by that they mean I sew people in half. Oh. That's, uh, no, not sew, saw. I don't saw. sew people in half, I saw people in half. Uh, well, I think either either alternative there is not great. <laughs> so, anyway, well, welcome to episode six. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. Um, so, I want actually, I wanted to start off this episode really quick. Um, you, I wanted to tell you the story last time we recorded, and I totally forgot, and I'm going to tell you again. Um, you have no idea <laughs> this happened so a couple weeks ago um one of my dad's sisters one of my tias her she, she's getting home right she's mm-hmm. getting home she's driving she's like oh there's a lot of cops here you know like and it's like barricaded so she drives up and they're like no you know the officer what's going on no some you know we're investigating that house and she's like oh no that's my house so she gets out she runs and then she and i got her husband is an older man. He has heart problems, conditions. So she's automatically thinking like, oh, the shit, worst. you know, he, he dropped dead. He, you know, something happened where she gets there. And then, okay, turns out her husband's a little on the crazier side of Sears. When this whole thing happened with Parkland, apparently he sent an email to Marco Rubio. And the email, well, I don't know exactly what the email said, so don't quote me on this. But it ended with some variation of like, you know, well, how would you like it if something like that happened to your kids? Oh, no. So, of course, they interpreted that as a threat. And oh, they said, no. like, okay. the, the, the cops, I think the Secret Service. Like, it was a whole thing. And um, show. Um, show. Tremendous show. And they're like, you know, they're asking my aunt, like, you know, there are any weapons in Wait, the house? Wait, and you haven't told me this until now? You wanted to tell me live yes, in our exactly, podcast? Exactly. That's exactly why I held off on it. Because I wanted your real reaction about this. Cops are like, you know, oh man, are there any weapons in the house? Or she's like, there's like four butter knives in the house, you know, like that's that, that's all we got. And so she, it's she just, was probably like, I can't interview you see. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> the funny thing is that she's, you know, she went from being like all worried and nervous because right. something had happened, maybe he had died or something had happened, to wanting to kill him. Yeah, you know, so it was. She ran through that whole gamut of. <laughs> she went through like the five, the stages, five stages of loss. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> all in one in one. That is fantastic. 
Yeah. So the moral of the story, kids, is that if you we encourage you to contact your elected officials. Yes. Choose your words wisely. Yes. Because <laughs> I know what he meant. I mean, I think right. Right, he, he meant it in the sense of like, you know, do something because what if your kids were in that type of situation? Mm-hmm. How horrible would it be for you to have to go through that? So is it safe to say right. that your um, aunt and uncle are not going to be voting for Michael Rubio next time he's up for re-election? Well, I don't, I don't know because they, 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 they don't share the same uh, political ideologies. Yeah, ideologies. So could go either way. Oh, you mean fantastic. that your aunt is una... She's a Democrat? No, Arrebe. Oh, okay. She's yeah, a Democrat. Yeah. He's a oh, he's a Republican. He's a Democrat. She's a Republican. So. Okay. Oh, so it's kind of like me and my entire family. Yeah, exactly. It's like me against the world. Just <laughs> all right, Brittany. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking more like Tupac, but that's okay. Oh, well, I was default to Brittany. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there. When I heard that story, like I was like, wait, 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 wait. wait. What happened? And, and again, nobody knows the exact details, right. right? Because it's one of those, like, you ask him what okay, happened, he's going to tell you one okay, thing. you know you need to see that email now, right? Uh, I'm actively hunting it down. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, uh, because we need to know what was on what the was email. The- to t- <laughs> no, good thing the FBI wasn't... <laughs> I just, when you're telling me that story, I pictured my mother. My mother would have died of a heart attack. <laughs> but because my mom, that's what my mom's always saying. Yo cuando veo la, los policías y la, con las metralladoras. She says metralladoras. Oh my God, like we're a third world country. Like, con las metralladoras. Like my mom would like, just, I don't think she would have made it to the door of the house. <laughs> she would have had an attack. But anyway, that's a great way to start episode six of Pero Let Me Tell You. <laughs> That's a wonderful <laughs> little intro there, and it's great that you don't have to do with Marco Rubio, right? And of course, like I always said, I actually I always said you you're like I want to like him, and I'm like I want to like Marco Rubio. I feel like Marco Rubio actually wrote a couple of years ago a, a piece in my blog that I had at the time, where it was like I'm pretty sure that Marco Rubio and I like if you took everything out of it, like mm-hmm. we'd probably get along, we'd probably mm-hmm. hang out, we'd probably go to our betters. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for the follow, by the way, our betters. Yes, our betters hot dogs. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, but then there's the whole politics side of everything. I have never <clears throat> made more of an effort to like someone, right? Both in my personal life <laughs> and political, you know, ideologies more than him. I have really tried to like him. Um, my dad thinks, my dad, I think deep inside would want me to be him. <laughs> um, you know, it's like the lost son. Cuban American boy from Westchester, you know, went to law put, school. Put himself through college because he didn't have college, money. So again, put himself through college, went to law school. The difference is, you know, we have a little bit of a difference in terms of um, political ideologies, as you will. True. But he went to phone parties at Amnesia, so... How could somebody who went to phone parties at Amnesia in the 90s be such a damn conservative? <laughs> but you know what, though? I will... Oh, look. I... I don't care for him, but I will give him credit. He did go to the... To the... the um, town hall. To the town hall meeting. Town hall. And he knew that it was him against the world yes. there. To quote and, Tupac he likes, and, and he likes Tupac. And he likes Tupac. Sure. And he likes Eminem, too. Yeah, because he's full it. circle. Uh, so I give him credit for going. He did say a few things there that um, I thought were some type of progress in terms of like the whole age requirement and the bump stops, right. which up to that point, no Republican or or in particular him and his right, camp right. had not agreed to move uh, move from their position. Obviously, he, you know, he couldn't answer the question of not um, taking money from the NRA. Right. Um, he dodged that one like there was no tomorrow. So it is what it is, but, um, I don't know. It just, you really put an effort to like someone because they came from the exact place that you did. Exactly. I mean, it's like, he's a carbon copy. He's us. us. He is us. And, but you know, then when you hear him say some other stuff, it's kind of like, anyway, that's our, that's our, uh, I love how we turned your aunt's (laughs) night of dismay into a political (laughs) talk about Manco Rubio. (laughs) So speaking of politics, yes. Um, something that's all over the news is como a Rocket Man. Every time now they, every time they talk about Rocket Man in terms of uh, Kim Jong Un, yeah. I think of the Elton John song. As you should, and that's you know that may have been his ultimate goal. Is like you know somewhere he's just thinking like, how do I get theme song? Right. So so um, as you guys have probably heard, um, the North Korea Kim Jong Un has 
agreeing to have talks with Donald Trump in, in reference to the nuclear <laughs> nuclear arsenal and nuclear program of North Korea. And the term denuclearizing has actually come up. So I guess what people... Obviously, uh, political pundits have different opinions on things. Um, Donald, Donald Trump and his people are going to see it one way. Right. Everybody else is going to see it another way. But I guess what it really comes down to, and this is a question I'm going to pose to you, okay. um, do you think that his bullying has worked? Because no other sitting president has ever met with North Korea. Uh, do I think his bullying has worked? I don't necessarily know if this is a case of bullying or if it's... I mean, how long has this been going on, this whole back and forth with North Korea, right? Like, I think eventually, at some point, everybody just kind of goes, all right, fine, let's just... You know what I mean? Like, everything has a, a time limit. Um, I also think there's something to be said for the fact that they are, personality-wise, you know, boastful, you know, very, you know... I don't, I'm not a psychologist, but they both demonstrate, you know, quote-unquote textbook narcissism, egotism, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, which I think all elected officials, you have to have a certain degree right. of narcissism to be, to think, I can lead people. Sure. Right. Um, I think there may be some type of weird, like, I, I want to meet with this person because I kind of get this person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas I think maybe before, from Kim Jong-un's camp, it was more like, I'm not going to meet with them because I don't understand what you mean by universal health care. Everybody mm -hmm. over here has universal health care in the sense that they're all dying. Um, I was going to say, like, right, right. universal health care. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what part of that is, you know, is it over here? Is it on this? Well, because the, the argument can be made that is that up to now, every previous administration, from Obama to Bush to Clinton to Bush the first and yeah. so on, um, you know, they've, talk tough against North right. Korea, they've imposed sanctions, and then it's, it's been like our own version of the Cold War with North Korea. There's true, no true. dialogue, there's no there's no diplomacy. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, during the Bush administration and the Obama administration, North Korea was certainly in the radar in terms right. of... Right, but not to this degree, I don't think. Well, we, had, we had other things that we were, we were focusing on at the time. Well, yes, but it, I feel that the issues with North Korea has its peaks and valleys. Right. There's... Mm -hmm. Moments that um, it's very much in the forefront, and, he's quiet and then for there's a while. Other, yeah. then we'll go through a period of like North Korea, what? Like, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Um, but in terms of Donald Trump, I mean, obviously Donald Trump has taken a a route with dealing with North Korea that some may agree with and some may not. Um, of kind of up to now, of kind of no diplomacy, of just right. tough talk. I mean, remember Donald Trump? <laughs> Donald Trump said that. They would be met with the biggest fire and fury the world has ever seen. Like, that's some pretty it's, intense yeah, yeah, language yeah, it's intense. coming from the president of the United States. Of any country. Uh, of any country, you know, um, especially after so many rounds of diplomacy. Right. So, again, I mean, is it an issue of like, well, this guy knows that... Um, this guy knows that Donald Trump isn't going to back off, or does he know that Donald Trump is full of hot air? Like, who knows? Who knows? But I maybe but again, just, maybe he's just like you know what? Before this, we didn't have Twitter, and he's just like finally I can increase my followers. <laughs> the other you day, know, I was, was like I was, finally um, hashtag Rocket Man. I was like, watching the <laughs> like they should send Donald Trump with uh, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <gasps> That's like the ultimate celebrity Big Brother. Dennis Rodman, Donald Trump, and King Jong-un. <laughs> in the Celebrity Big Brother house. In the Celebrity house. Big Brother house. We're not in medio. And you know who else we should throw in there? Rita Ora and Pia Zadora. What? <laughs> and that is our Pia Zadora <laughs> mention of... <laughs> Actually... We're going to come back to Pia. We're going to come, come back, back to Pia, Pia back later to Pia. this episode. Yeah. But we have, we, have, we have a Pia update. We have a Pia update. We have a Pia update. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that we know how I'm to sorry. update. Okay, Our podcast have, has a PR Here I am. Update. We're talking about North Korea, and now I'm thinking of Michael Rui at a phone party at Amnesia. <laughs> you know it was like 1995, 1996, and Wait, he at was the height of the phone party. Do you ever go to a phone party? No. Remember, we were nerds. No, I went to a phone party once. One. But you probably went like at the tail end of it. I don't know, but I went to the phone party. Wait, wait. Me, Mr. Amnesia. Mr. Mr. Demure. Okay, wait. Went Who to... did you go to a phone party with at Amnesia? I'd rather not say. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, remember those other friends that I had? Ah, okay. Okay, okay that's friends. why. Yeah. Ese elemento that you were yeah. around. Remember, it was the late 90s. I that's did a true. lot of things you didn't know about. That's true. <laughs> yes. Me, Mr. Demure, went to an Amnesia phone party and you I never didn't. went. I never went. 
I mean, I've since made up for it. No, well, yeah. no. <laughs> so anyway, so for for our listeners <laughs> out there, Amnesia was a was a nightclub. It was actually an out, it was an outdoor space. I mean, there was yes. a, there was an indoor space, but it was an outdoor space as well. It was on South Beach. It was a nightclub and. Um, as in maybe across the globe at that time, I don't know, but definitely here in Amnesia. There was an Amnesia somewhere. But I think phone parties. Phone parties, oh. I, I think, were happening in more than just Miami, but here, here they were, it deal. was like, what, every week, every other week, or something like that. They would, it was, I don't know the schedule exactly, right. but, and also it was like, you know, you'd go, you would be at the club, you, since it was outdoor, since it was outside, and, da, da, and eventually at some point in the evening, foam, like literally right. soap. Right. Would just start coming right. out of... But you know, you know the challenging thing about the foam parties? You know, since I'm the foam party expert... Yes, well, the two of us, apparently. <laughs> that it was tricky in terms of what you were going to wear. Because there you were That's going true. out to the club, but, you know, if you were a girl, you weren't going to wear, like, you know, your nice shoes with your nice dress. Jeans would probably be a bitch, Right, too. no, you went, yeah. like, if you were going to a beach party. And, like, if you were a guy, you had to go in, like, flip-flops. Well, even girls in yeah, flip-flops yeah, yeah. and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, you had to go, like, if you were going to a... a, a um, a, a beach party or whatever. I wouldn't have had a problem because I always wind up shirtless anyway when I go dancing. Anyway, how we ended up from <laughs> Kim Jong-un in North all, Korea All to... roads lead to me shirtless on a platform, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh my god. <laughs> um, that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast that I think that our... A whole other hosts. Our whole <laughs> Just... other listener, um, listeners maybe... I don't know, maybe some will, maybe some won't. <laughs> Hold their host. You're 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 stuck with me, buddy. That's true. But um, yeah, amnesia. I, I, listen, I, I can guest star on other things. It's true. So could I. Exactly. So yeah, amnesia phone parties in the nineteen sixties. Other than nineteen ninety. Wow. If you were there, you know what we're talking. You got it. You got it. <laughs> anyway. Does amnesia make you think of Thalia? Of course it does. Okay. Amandote. Now I'm thinking of Julio Iglesia, and now I'm thinking of her rollerblading down in South Beach. And whoever catches that reference, my God. We heart you. We heart you. Amorada <laughs> Mexicana. <laughs> anyway, so, well, let's see what's going to happen with... Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's not a negative. The, I mean, uh, anytime you can bring two people to the table, right? I mean, it's like, now what comes out after that? Right. Is, uh, look, it's certainly not a negative. Um, I <laughs> I don't think anything's going to come uh, out it's, of it. It's, uh, hold on. This is going to take me some effort. I wish Donald Trump well. <laughs> well, because if it goes well, it goes well for all of us. Yeah. It's I just, mean, that's it's, the It's reality. hard for me to say that, but if he could meet with this man, and um, I don't know. I don't know why I see them on the floor playing Battleship. Like <laughs> Now I want to see that, too. <laughs> Actually, I want to see them playing Guess Who. Guess Who? Yeah, the little game with the, the faces, and it's like, does your person have hair? Oh, if, if no, oh, then you flip okay, it. Wow, down. old school. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's see what else is going on. When have you heard of the whole? Um, and I'm sure our listeners out there have have heard the whole um, controversy with uh, Tamika Mallory. I don't know who this. Okay, is. No. so <laughs> this like legit. You caught me off guard. Okay, um, Tamika Mallory. So Tamika Mallory is the. Um, she is one of the head or 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 the head of the Women's March. Okay, I didn't realize that they had an actual or, like. I thought it was loosely grassrootsy type thing. I didn't. Know well, it is, but there's actual an organization. Oh, and okay. All that. So okay. she's she's the, the head of that. Okay. So she's obviously a a big time, um, you know, activist, mm-hmm. and especially obviously having to do with women's issues. And um, especially now in the last year that there's been so many, you know, there's been a few women marches around the country and and, um, this has come to the forefront. She's obviously been one of these people that's constantly been in the news and and speaking and so on and so forth. Okay. She is a member of the Nation of Islam, which is fine. That's her. You know, she has has her reasons for being a member of the Nation of Islam. But... She is also a supporter and a, I guess, lover, if you will, because she has said she loves him, of Louis Farrakhan. But isn't he the head of the Nation of Islam? Or was, or or was. He was or he is, but the reason I mention this is because, you know, you can be a Catholic but not be totally into the Pope. You know, maybe you don't agree with the, the current Pope's... I you know, certain angles of things. So I I, I set it up that way to kind of... okay make a distinction between the religion and the faith versus its leader, right? So let's go a little bit in terms of who Louis Farrakhan is. 
Some of you may have heard of him. Some of you may have not heard of him. Um, I first heard of Louis Farrakhan in 1994 on the Arsenio Hall show. I think I first heard of him on a different world. On a, on a different world? Like, toward the end, you know, when like like when they started bringing in the new cast? and I don't think he was on a different world. No, I don't, no, no, no. I heard of him oh, on a different oh, world. I'm not oh, saying he was, like, guest oh, star. Okay. No, it wasn't like, Dwayne Louis! No, because that, yeah, that was a little too controversial for yeah, him. Yeah, like, Louis Farrakhan and Jasmine Guy. No, because Louis Farrakhan was on the Arsenio Hall show in 1994. Okay. And many people say that that had a lot to do with his... Um, like, popularity? No, with the cancellation of the show. Really? Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about Louis Farrakhan. So Louis Farrakhan is a, um, he is a, 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 a es un personaje. Es un personaje. So he has said he's pretty much blames has blamed Jews for just about everything. Um, okay. He he has well, said you know, we, we, it's you know that's a spin. Last time that happened, it was a white guy. So you know, good for equality. Well, actually, he has said that that so he's called Jews satanic. He claims that Jews were the cause of the of the Holocaust. I love the irony of calling Jews satanic since they don't believe in hell. Okay, well he did. He has called. He said that white people deserve to die. He blames Jews for nine eleven. He claims uh, interracial marriage is evil. He has spoken against you know um, gays many times. Um, All while wearing that weird little pillbox. And 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 and. and, and <laughs> He has said that Hitler was a very great man. Okay. Okay. So this is this is my for um, the record. Still not a reason for most hardcore old school Cubans to hate him because until he says he's pro Castro, they're like, "Bueno, pero tú sabes, you know, that's una razón." Oh my God! Don't even go there. Let's not go there. We're not going there. Um, <clears throat> so. She and she's posted several pictures of him on uh, with him and her on Twitter, and mm-hmm. she's called know, him a. Oh, I, I thought he was dead. She, no, she's he was sick for a very long time. Oh, okay, she's called him a goat. You know, greatest of all time. So obviously, a goat. That's a thing now. You've never heard of the term goat. I mean, we're referring to a goat. Yes. No, no, you've never heard of the term no. goat. Oh, Michael Jordan used to be called the goat, greatest of all really? time. You've never heard the term I've goat. I've never heard the term goat. Look at my face. <laughs> this is someone who's never okay. heard the term goat. Okay, greatest of all time. <laughs> no, I, when when I, I you say it, yeah. most commonly, it's referred to athletes. Okay, you know, in terms okay. of you know their accomplishments, right? right. But um, but yeah, go greatest of all time. Okay, she um, you know, she is a fan of his. So <clears throat> a lot of people have asked her to step down as because she's drawing unwanted attention. Essentially, they, I mean, she's drawing controversial. I mean, she, attention. She's aligned herself with somebody right. who has pretty despicable. Right. Um, you know, views on the world and on people. So the question is, is should someone who is the, you know, the um, the head of the Women's March and the, the Women's Movement, and you could say to a certain extent she's been successful because these organizations right, right, have, right. Um, these per, um, um, marches. marches have been very successful. So should somebody like her, should she apologize? Should she resign? Should um, she just keep going as she's going? This is indicative of a bigger problem, but before we get to that, given how just um, these were controversial, for lack of a better word, more appropriate word, Farrakhan's views are. I'm curious, what are Farrakhan's views on women's equality? Because that's where I would find the the wait what moment of it all. Because if you're heading up this organization that is all about women's equality, equal pay, equal you know um, mm-hmm. access to you know, medical, whatever. But you're also turning around and saying, like, this guy who hates Jews, hates gays, hates whites, hates interracial marriage, hates, like, all these quote-unquote other things that are about equality. How do you, and I don't, and, and let's, and I don't know what how he feels about feminism. I'm going to use that as the broad mm-hmm. net term. How can you stand up over here? You know what I mean? How can you stand over here and say, like, I think this person is a, a humanitarian, you know, or, mm-hmm. or whatever, Hate, 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 hate. No, 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 no. And then you're over here talking about we have to push forward to get bigger rights and, and equality. So I just, regardless of whether, like, I think your personal life is your personal life and your professional life is your professional life, right? I think that's a big thing where right. I, um, but to me, it's it's just, I'm confused as to I think how his, she reconciles that. I think his views on, on on women's rights or the women's movement is irrelevant. But no, no, but for her, I'm saying, but I, I, would, I would be curious if I had a conversation with her to understand how she reconciles 
working for, uh, for something that is equality. I mean, because at the right. end of the day, at the end of the day, what she's working she's working towards is equality. Mm-hmm. How can you work towards something that is promoting equality mm-hmm. on whatever base and admire someone who is very vehemently vocal about nope, gays suck, Jews are the devil, this is this, and it's like clearly because that those statements alone are not promoting equality. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I would just be curious to have that conversation with her because I the, those are things those are the things that fascinate me is how do you personally so and so I I don't know she has she hasn't this has been going on for about a week now uh-huh. and um, I don't know maybe by the time this podcast airs she has given a public statement about it but up to now she hasn't mm-hmm. and um, hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As I said, I think... Because I think you can be... I mean, okay, let's use a different example here. I think that you can be Catholic and be Mm pro-choice and head up an organization that's pro-choice because ultimately what you're saying is I don't believe in abortion for me Mm -hmm. because that is how I believe, but I don't think other people should have to think like I do. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, like, I don't think if you're Catholic and you're the head of an abortion, a pro Mm -hmm. pro choice, you know, group, Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to step down. And I know this is not its exact comparison. No, I think it's different. But but you know what I'm trying to say? Where it's like, you know, you can be multiple things mm-hmm. as long as you say look i'm promoting this idea over here when i go home i would not have an abortion because mm-hmm. i don't believe in it but you're not catholic so i, I think, shouldn't have to i think look, this is this is what i think about this and this ties into a little bit of the our previous podcast when we talked about what was his name adam ribbon the yes actually that was last, last episode last, last episode week. with adam ribbon and the whole thing with yep. mike pence should he Yo, and by the way him? we're we are like very prescient because homeboy is everywhere like in the last week and a half mm-hmm. he's been on every freaking uh, talk show oh well, yeah he he's been making the rounds yeah but, he just came from the olympics yes, um he, he's somebody from the olympics is going to be on dancing with the stars you watch that's true but anyway um <clears throat> I think there's certain things that you can have a discourse about. Like, in in that conversation that we had about him and Mike Pence, um, as, you know, isolated as Mike Pence's um, opinions were, I I, I think that as long as hate Mm -hmm. is not in the table and that that degree of... um, Venom. Not only hate or venom, but just that degree of... um, of um what's the word i'm looking for um, closed off no that just it, his views are so extreme, radicalized extreme. are so radicalized mm-hmm. that there's no discussion there because i think i may be wrong let's give an example of mike pence mm-hmm. mike pence may be all for conversion therapy and he may not agree with um same sex marriage whatever right. i don't think and i could be wrong that Mike Pence thinks that gay people should be wiped off the face of the earth. I may be wrong. Right, right. And I'm not defending in any way Mike Pence. I do not like him. Right. But I don't think it's to that extent. Right. Somebody like Louis Farrakhan is somebody who makes very extreme, I mean, radicalized statements about groups of people. Like, mm-hmm. Jews cause 9-11. Jews are satanic. I mean, I feel that people... That have that type of extreme, and and not only does he have these extreme views, he preaches upon them. 
Because you I don't think to have them. I've, 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 always, them. I've always said, and I still believe this, if you want to be a racist bigot, you go and you be the ra- biggest racist you want. <laughs> That's your problem. As long as you're not interfering with my life and my rights, right. you go ahead and you you be as racist as you want. You go. That's your problem. That's your problem. Just don't interfere with my life. But the problem is that this man is a preacher. He, this man, yeah, he's, you know, he's getting people riled up. He, 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 thousands if not millions of people listen to this man. Right. So I feel that that's a situation where you don't come to the table. Whereas last last time right, right. we were talking about, you know, should this kid, you know, Adam Rippon, yeah. come to the table to Mike Pence, and we kind of both agreed that he should. Right. I think this is a very different situation. I think with somebody who says things like that, you don't come to the table with them. Because that's 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 an extre- that, that's something extre- that's an extremist. Right, right, right. That's an extremist. And to people like that, you know, I just there's 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 not going to be a discourse. So do you think she should step down? Based I think at the very minimum, at the very minimum, she needs to um, distance herself at least publicly from him because you know what she may think that he's a goat or that he's this great guy. (laughs) But I can assure you that a lot of her followers, if not most of her followers, are not. Because a lot of her followers may be gay women. A lot of her followers may be Jewish women. A lot of her followers are white women. Lesbians and Jews love Uh, a good march. (laughs) Maybe white women. I mean, this man is an equal opportunity offender. I mean, let's just put it out there. Uh, I mean, he he has a little bit of hate for everyone. He, (laughs) He just doesn't focus on one group of people. So that's his version of equality. Uh, I'm just going to hate everybody I the guess. same. Yes, I guess. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I do think, you know, she's somebody who's put herself in the middle of a public, um, you know, in this case, a, a public um, matter, which is the women's mm-hmm. rights movement. If she thinks that she, um, that he's the greatest of all time, then that's what your opinion is in right. terms of your, your personal opinion. Right. But when you're the head of a movement, the head of a, of, of a march, well, a movement. A movement. A movement. If, when you're the head of a movement and you sort of become the face of that movement, now you're going to align yourself and you're going to be talking all, all these wonderful things right. about someone who's so controversial and so filled with hate. No, I, I think that she really, either she needs to step down or she needs to distance herself from, from him. Mm-hmm. And if she's not, then I... I she should be removed because okay. as we mentioned last week it's about the optics yeah it's about how it looks but, but it, no, 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 no 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 I'm saying ultimately because I mean you got, she, okay because at the end of the day she distances herself from him that's not going to change what she thinks you know what I mean it's about what, how it looks that's what I'm going with it's like you, you have right. to you have to work in the court of public perception right yes I agree with that but no I don't care what she thinks that's my I, point. I, I I don't care what she 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 can think and like and feel whoever what whatever she wants. But the the thing is that the moment that you have somebody who's such high profile giving praise to this man, you in a certain way are legitimizing his ideals. Okay, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, <laughs> and this is not this is not an issue of like a, a again a difference of opinion or uh, I'm a, I'm con- very conservative and you're very liberal. I mean, right. this is just. Full blown. Hitler was a great man. Hitler. I mean, <laughs> I mean, with that statement, we kind of sum it all up, don't yeah, we? Hitler like, was a great a, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's like you, you know, you know. I could take, <clears throat> I, I could, I could take anyone in terms of discourse. You know, that's uh, right. maybe that's why I concentrated in litigation once upon a time. Um, there's very few things that when I hear somebody say, I just will be like, and we're done. And one of those things is <laughs> when somebody tells me, "Oh, 9-11 was an inside, inside job. job," done. I'm like, done. You, you can't have a conversation at that. Point. No, I'm not. I'm you not. Can't. You can't because at this point, they're they're dealing in conjecture and theories and and how do you combat somebody with facts or statements right. when they're dealing with no because they say because right. I heard right because the whole thing with 9-11 being an inside job because God, this, I, I, this I, I, as you know I something I very much pride myself is that I try to be unbiased right, right? and I think that as an American the thought of 9-11 being an inside job is something that would hurt you like you would feel betrayed by your country you? right. right so whenever I've looked at these theories of 9-11 being an inside job, there is not one one shred, not one shred of actual demonstrative evidence. All the evidence that they have is circumstantial. All of it. Well, look at the way World Trade 7 uh, fell 
It felt like an implosion. You mean to tell me that there weren't explosives there? Because World Trade 7 was uh, the building that collapsed hours and hours after the towers collapsed. Right. After, basically after being bombarded with stress and right. debris. And, and, and the way it collapsed was like perfect, like, a, like an implosion. Right, right. Right. Stuff like that. Like, this is what these people have to go for. So that's why when somebody starts telling me, oh, you know, because 9-11 was probably an inside job, I'm like, and we're done. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what... Uh, you go on with... Just like that racist person, you go on and be as racist <laughs> as you want. You go on and be as conspiracy theory as you want. You go. You go, boy. You go. Uh, I was actually at... Um, I was in New York last weekend. That's why I was, we were a little delayed in putting up uh, our last mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, listen, I tried. I had it on a freaking USB, and I okay. couldn't find a damn computer that, that would upload it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still impressionante to like just go there and still see, you know, like just just the magnitude of it. I mean, when you yeah. really look at those pools, and then to think somebody's going around spouting like... Oh, no, and I remember, I remember when Ground Zero was still very much in its... Smoldering. I mean... Uh, it, there was still the hole yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. For, which was there for years. I remember I went there a bunch of times, and there would be people marching uh, about it being a, a, um, an inside job. And I think, you know, if you're somebody who lost a loved one here, you, and you come to see this as their final resting place, you have to deal with this. Which, you know, they're in their every right to march, you right, know. But, and, come on. But, whatever. <laughs> eh, potato, potato. So, oh. Oh, anyway, God. Oh, we've got to 9-11 so quickly. <laughs> from from Indonesia home parties to North Korea to Celebrity Big Brother to... Okay, actually, you know what? Let's liven a, a few things up here. Okay. Okay. So, you know what? I, I was driving today, and this is specifically to our Miami and Westchester listeners. Are you going to talk about Tropical Park? No. Oh. But I am going to talk about a park. I was driving actually yesterday um, by Coral Way and 107th, and it's March. What does March mean in Miami? <gasps> the fair! Yes! Yay! Okay, so for those of you who are not from the area, every year, around Easter, really, yes. they time it with Easter, um, there's a huge park, Tiny Park. It also shares the, the campus space with Florida International University, FIU. Mm-hmm. And every year, they, they, put, they put on for about three, four, three weeks. Three weeks. Just a gargantuan fair. I mean, it's, you know, we're talking the works rides, uh, shows, food, uh, exhibits, and, mm-hmm. and, and everything. And so we have actually, as a group, been going since. We have been going through since 1993 since collectively. Three collectively. Now, before that, we each would go individually with, with our with families. families. So since 93, we've been going collectively, and it's as we've gotten older, our reason for going to the fair has evolved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you start off when you're in high school, it's like, yeah, we're going, we would buy this thing called the pop ticket, which mm-hmm. would give you unlimited rides, but only if you went Monday through Monday. And if you're from Miami, you know what we're talking about. So you'd show up with, you know, your your bread bags or your Coke cans or what have you, and then you'd get a discount for the entrance, and then you could get your pop ticket, but that was only Monday through Wednesday. So it was just a whole to-do, but now we go to eat. Mm-hmm. Is essentially all we do. That's all we do. That's all we do. We just like literally walk through the gates. We make a left, and the first thing we always have is what? Uh, the the cheese on the stick. No chico. The corn on the cob. The corn on the cob. The corn on the cob is the first thing we have because we got you know we want to get the healthy shit out of the way first, and it's just down a downward spiral. And then there. I have my hot. Frozen ice cream, my you know the uh, the oh, ice cream yeah. at the end that's not cold. We don't we can't figure it out. It's, it's soft serve it, ice cream, but it's ice cream and it's ice cream and soft serve, but, but it's, it's not really it's cold, warm, it's, but it's not melty. Yeah, and you know, and I have my fried Oreos. Although, and, with that said, your <clears throat> the amount of food that you consume at the fair is you. Oh, me specifically, you yes, is okay. just wow. I've I've never seen something quite like it. I, I really haven't. Well, okay, so on average, we have, oh, I have corn on the cob, cheese on a stick, which is essentially a corn dog, but it's all just mm-hmm. cheese whiz inside, fried Oreos, ice cream, pizza. At some point, I probably have some type of protein, so I'll have like a, a gyro a, or a gyro or a burger. Oh, the donut burger. The donut burger. The donut burger. Um, in the last couple of years, I've been having like a little skewer of chicken that's battered in frosted flakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um,. And then we have like cotton candy, and then we always buy the one communal souvenir cup. Right. And we just all eight of us drink out of that cup, right. and we keep getting refills right. for it. We've been doing this since 1993. 
I've been, I've been going. The first time I went to the fair was in 1981. I mean, mind you, I was like two years old. Yeah. But then we used to go with our family. We used to go every day. Now, now I still go multiple times. But the whole you know group thing, we've been going since yeah. 1993. And you know what's funny that um, when I would talk to other people about the fair, especially other people that are not from South right, Florida. Right. That I would talk to them about the enormity of our county fair. True, because now it's just called the fair, but it used to be called the Mi- Miami, the, 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 the Dade, Dade County, county Youth Fair. fair right? But it's still the county fair of right, Dade County right, right. of Miami Dade County. Um, people would be like, "Really, your fair is so big?" Um, and and that's when I kind of saw that other county fairs are not such a big production, but our county fair <laughs> is like the size of a theme park. It's Listen, enormous. Miami is the definition of extra. Okay, it's it's so enormous that this year, Nelly is going to be there. And TLC. And TLC. And TLC. Yes, they're both going to perform. Now, different does, your, days. does your county fair have Nelly or TLC? No. I bet you it doesn't. <laughs> I bet and, you it doesn't. And it's so funny because like, for any, any person that was like raised here, when you think March, you think the fair. Yep. And, you know... It's... Yeah, actually, we have to buy our tickets. They're charging for parking this year. They Did are you charging see that? for parking That's this year. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You know why I think they're doing it, though? Why? Because more people are probably just Ubering. <laughs> and so they're probably just like, screw it. Let's, screw it. let's just make some money off of the, the <laughs> 10 people who show up with their car. <laughs> Imagine if La Feria has, like, a big thing. No Uber here. Uber. <laughs> Remember Red and you'll be ahead. <laughs> Remember that? They don't do that anymore, right? They don't have the... It's funny, because once they... Well, well, they don't have the red and yellow parking lots no, anymore. No, they don't. They don't have what, the main but what I mean is, like, they revamped the entire area, and yet they didn't put in, like, a speaker thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? To do that. No. Anyway, bueno. Moving right along <laughs> to now. Now we've segued into Now we've segued something a little happier. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So let's go into something a little controversial, okay. which I've been wanting to go to into right. some time. And um, where are we in time? Uh, about 40 minutes. Okay. Um... <clears throat> This has to do a lot with, you know, what we've been talking about with coming to the table and speaking to someone and taking on somebody you have different opinions with uh, from. Have I told you about the whole thing with the author of The Bell Curve? No. Okay. So this has to do a lot with college and campus life as a whole in terms of students. Um, You know, because right now in terms of college campuses... Historically, college campuses have always been kind of, if you will, a safe haven of self-expression, self-thought. Exchange of ideas. Exchange of ideas, no matter what those ideas would be. And there's been some um, note or questioning that um, college campuses now have become more enclosed in terms of, if you don't think like us, you're not welcome. They're raising pussies. Right. Well... I, I'm, again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to set the story for okay. you and let you tell okay. me what you think. So, Charles Murray is a he's a political scientist that in I believe ninety four ninety five okay. he wrote a very controversial book called The Bell Curve. All right. Okay, and in The Bell Curve, he kind of talks about the structure and the you know the le- the structure and connection between. Intelligence and um, class structure, you know, okay. in terms of class, you know, what we always talk about yeah. in terms of is there a connection between the way you were raised in terms of, you know, if you were, were raised in poverty versus connected to intelligence right. and vice versa. Pretty much he stated in his book um, that, and, and different people have different opinions on the book, right. different experts have different opinions on the book. Um, pretty much he said in the book that there may be a connection to you know, poverty and in terms of intelligence Mm -hmm. and pretty much if you, if you look at it very loosely, just just from something as simple as like, you don't have enough for food and you don't have it. So obviously if if you look at it more loosely and I have not read the book, so I can't quote the book in terms of exactly the content of the book, but pretty much that there was a correlation between, you know, black, uh, black and, you know, obviously black African Americans Mm -hmm. and intelligence Right, okay. and a lot of people thought that that was racist, and there were racial undertones in the book. Okay, right, right. I, that, I, I, that's, I read the book. That's okay. that's okay. not okay. where I'm going with. Okay. This. So, let's just in terms of the discussion. Let's say that depending on the way that you read the book, you could say that there was, you know, that he he did say or he did put on the book that there maybe that African Americans do don't do as well in 
school or whatever um, because of their class. Because of historically these times. Right. So let's just say that, okay. that you know, for, just, for argument's okay, sake. Okay. Because a lot of people, that's what they've criticized about the book and said that the book, you know, pretty much was racist. He was invited a few months ago to the University of Michigan, which I may know a thing or two about. Yes. <laughs> and... Um, he was invited there. Well, obviously, the university granted him right. uh, an invitation, but there was one professor in particular that really wanted him there. Okay. And he was going to have an open forum okay. where he was going to talk. He actually had another book that he was going to talk about, but, but yeah. obviously, this is a book. This is his most notorious book. Um, and the students did not let him speak, and they had to cancel the event. What they did was that when the students filled in the auditorium, they all turned their backs on him and started chanting. And he was not given the opportunity to speak at all. Now, the student body president and the people who organized mm -hmm. that right. uh, protest mm -hmm. stated that whatever it is he has to stay... So this this goes in tie with what we've been yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. from... Kim Young Un to episode last one week yeah. to what we were talking about now about yeah. Louis Farrakhan that when, with a case like that you just don't come to the table. So those students were saying that whatever opportunity to learn or whatever opportunity to get something out of this man, if you saw it from that angle, you were being selfish because what he has to say is so much worse than any type of discourse you could get from from mm -hmm. him that you're being selfish. The person who organized this, the professor, she was really disappointed because she's a liberal. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, obviously in terms of his constitutional rights, he has a right to Absolutely. be there. Mm -hmm. And um, the university has a right to um, um, right. extend an invitation to him. But just the, from the side of discourse, you know, she said she was really disappointed the way this happened was because she doesn't agree with him. She does. She thinks his book is pretty much bullshit, but she was going to counter him and she was going to go after him with facts right. and data, right. you know, in this forum. And she didn't have an opportunity to do that. So I guess the bigger question or the bigger picture is here, especially in, in, in areas of colleges that are think tanks mm -hmm. that they um, were or, or they are. Do you think that nowadays, you know, it's become so isolated and so far that if you don't think like me, you're wrong, we're not having a discussion at all? So this is a bit of a skew from what we were talking about a minute ago in terms of, you know, just full-blown hate speech or hate, hate ideology. I mean, it, I, I always say something to the extent of like, I don't know how widespread these things are and how much of it is that we live in this... 24-hour connected society. So now we hear about everything. You know what I mean? Like, or things that may have gone under the radar now get blown up. Mm -hmm. So I, so I, I, I say that to preface by like, I don't know if this is a quote-unquote widespread epidemic across all college mm -hmm. campuses or if this is like four college campuses mm -hmm. that for whatever reason we hear about. Okay, mm -hmm. so I, I want to just kind of table set with that. But I think it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. I think it's bullshit. You can't stand in, in a college and be like, I want to exchange ideas. I want to exchange ideas. Not that one. That one I don't like because mm -hmm. that's not my idea. So mm, no, thanks, sorry, bye. Like no, <laughs> you can't. That like that's not how this works. You know what I mean? It's and again, we're not talking in this particular. We're talking about somebody who wrote a book, like the professor was saying. You know, you wanna you wanna protest him, quote unquote. Come armed with facts. Right. Come armed with a discourse. Comes armed with an argument. Not what they essentially did was I like you know like little kids when you start talking they're like they're like la 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 I can't hear you la 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 I mm -hmm. can't hear you yeah that's really fucking mature right you know what I mean that's essentially what they've done and again didn't read the book I don't know what the basis mm -hmm. of it is so I can't say but you see this happening so f with such a degree of frequency of late with college campuses and it's mm -hmm. to your point where it's like in the past college campuses were where you had the exchanges of ideas and you would you don't know what you disagree with until you have the opportunity to learn about it. Mm -hmm. And my concern is, you know, we've got college campuses now where you've got people like this who it's like, no, we don't want to hear you. But then on the other side, it's like, so are you taking the history of Buffy the Vampire Slayer 101? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute. So you're taking like this bullshit class of like, you know, pop culture theory, but you're not going to listen to somebody who actually is, may have something of worth right. to discuss, whether you agree with them or not. But the, 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 the meat of their conversation is is what you should be going after. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I can't be bothered to hear it. Well, I'm sorry. I can't be bothered with you. Okay. 
Okay. I, I, I no. And yeah, I mean, I think, and again, it, it makes a good. It's 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 an interesting parallel. It's like now I'm thinking of like we tackled some tough <laughs> subjects on this podcast. I'm gonna need a drink after uh, this one. <laughs> Una colada. <laughs> Shout out to Colada Boys, by the yes, way. Yes, Colada Boys. Thank you guys so much. You were one of our first uh, our first followers and our first supporters. So thank you so much for we that. We got to have them. You know what? We got to have them on our podcast. My only thing is that, I mean, their whole angle is coffee. And I don't drink any coffee. That's the angle. No. That's the angle we're going to take. We're going to have them come in and we're going to make you. We're going to have them bring samples. Mm-hmm. And we're going to... Little shots, dude. Little shots. Like, like and we're going to make you taste different ones. Okay. Colada Boys. The challenge. challenge. There you go. Challenge. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I just think that, um, uh, again, it, you have to have a certain degree of, of discretion in terms of what, what again, you don't discuss. Again, we keep bringing up this and, and that in this podcast. What is just, you're not going to have a discussion with somebody who says Hitler was a great man. You're just not. Right. End of story. You're not going to have a discussion with somebody who says, you know, Jews are satanic. You're not. I don't need to have a dialogue because anybody who's that, because in that in that particular instance, I don't think it's a difference of opinion. I think it's somebody who's radicalized. They've just closed off. Right? Because, you know, and we've talked about this before, there's some people sometimes that have certain views, not because they're bad or they're ignorant, but maybe they, they're ignorant in the sense that they haven't been exposed to someone. Right? Right. Like, I've never met a Jewish person. I've never met a black person. I've never met a, you know, right. Right. So, you know, there's a certain type of ignorance that is not willful ignorance. It's just circumstantial ignorance. Mm -hmm. Right? right, right, But that's very different than, you know, again, what we said, a Louis Farrakhan. That's very different. But now in this case, this man wrote a book, and I again, I have not read the book, but I imagine that he based that book on certain data well we all know data can be skewed so obviously he 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 the data in that he skewed that data to go with what he was trying to say in that book right so that is something that you can counter you can counter somebody with other data and say like listen i think your points of view in this book are wrong for this reason this reason this reason this reason and make the guy look like he's full of shit Right. right, but and, and and learn something from that, and it's just very unfortunate. Yeah, that as you said, it's become a situation where it's like if you don't think like us, you're not sitting at our table. You know, <laughs> you, you can't sit with us. us. You can't yeah. sit with us. You know, yeah. on Wednesdays we wear pink. On Wednesdays we wear pink. I told you I rediscovered that movie. No, you did. I saw that movie in the movie in the movie yeah, when theater it came when out, it came right, out. Right. You know, um, and I think I may have seen it shortly thereafter, but I hadn't seen it in like. It's a entirety in, 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 a in a while. And when I mean recently, I mean like in the last year. I've seen it probably like 20 times. <laughs> I just, I love, I love, what's her name? Regina. Regina George? No, I love Regina. No, I love Regina George. No, but her mother. I love oh, Amy. Like, Amy. So, Amy. Oh, Polar. So what's the 411? <laughs> I'm one of those cool moms. <laughs> you know they're turning that into a Broadway musical. Oh, yeah? It's actually, actually, as of right now, it's already in previews. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they say they wanted to do a second part? I don't know if they said they wanted to do a second part or if Lindsay Lohan said she wanted to do a second part. I don't think it should be a sequel. I don't no. think there's anywhere for that to go with it. Well, they did a sequel. It was with none of the originals. Right. There's nowhere for it to go as a sequel. You know what I mean? I think you, you just you explore other venues like Broadway musicals. I think that one of my favorite parts is when Lacey, what's her name? Lacey Chabert. What's her name? And, and Gretchen. Gretchen. When she's like, for Hanukkah, my parents <laughs> gave me these beautiful hoop earrings. <laughs> And I can't wear them because Regina George doesn't let me. And she's like, beautiful. She's like crying. Well, I'm telling you what, I think my all-time favorite moment of that movie is, that I think is genius, is at the beginning when Regina George wants to, like, get back at some guy that's cheating on his girlfriend that he calls a mother. And she's like, I'm calling from Planet Parenthood. So anyway, have we reached the coke in the desert time? We, we have, we have. We're, we're like 51 minutes. So okay, not it. You're coke in the desert. Um, so my last over the desert is going to be, again, I'm, gonna, I'm, putting, I'm giving you hard ones to put in the little grid. Mm-hmm. Communal viewing experience. Uh, okay. <laughs> so 
Um, I'm a huge fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, and there's the All-Stars season going on right now, whatever. So last week when I was in New York, we went to one of uh, my favorite bars in New York, Rock Bar. And on Thursdays, because Jose uh, wanted to, he's like, no, it's, you know, we're going to be out in the city, but let's go to a bar. And they do viewing parties, so we went. I've seen this show for years now, but at home by myself or, you know, or with, with Jose or what have you. To watch a show, and I can't imagine it's probably the same for like other events, right? To watch a show like that, especially that episode had like a twist mm-hmm. at the end, um, like a huge twist that nobody saw coming. To watch that in such a group setting where everybody's just like, literally it was during commercials, everybody was chat, 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 blah, 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 blah. So it's just like, like the Super Bowl? Yeah, well, to a degree. When the show would start, it was like a hush. Like it just, you could hear a pin drop because everybody was just so invested. And I had never really been... a part of that type of an experience of like just that communal viewing like oh it's Thursday night let's go watch the whatever show you know and it was just so fun and right. I so I'm I'm just I just want to give my last soda to communal viewing experiences it was fun it was fun yeah it was fun it was you know it's a little it's a little esoteric for you to, I, to put together but I feel so fun. left out because I don't find drag queens funny but anyway <sighs> Let me go to my last if quote any of the this, desert. And if any of you listeners out there are drag queens, please write us. Uh, let us know why he's wrong. I'm <laughs> not saying I'm, I'm not saying I just. Uh, although I did have that moment a couple of weeks ago, remember? You in, did <laughs> with you all did. the drag queens. You did. <laughs> anyway, you know um, my favorite part is of that story. What? That, that my father knew who they all were. My father was like, "Esa no es Adora." Shout yeah. out to <laughs> My dad knew all the drag queens there, and I'm like. Oh, how, how does he know and I don't? But anyway, there's that is very off in this scenario. In this equation, yes. Anyway, so my last Coke of the Desert is, and you're going to enjoy my last Coke of the Desert, is to Lori Metcalf. Aww. Because okay. I love me some Jackie. All right. And I am so excited about the return of Roseanne. I am so excited. I've been watching um, <clears throat> a lot of the... You know stuff on YouTube. Right, right. I love the scene with the, when her dad dies. Oh, she's on the phone. When she's on the phone, she's like, "Dad's dead. He's passed. Dead. Dead. Dad's gone. He's gone. That's fine. He sends you his. She is amazing. And you know, actually, no, really, she. Well, I mean, you know this. She, you know, she was nominated for an Academy Award yes. for Lady Bird. Have you seen Lady Bird? Yes, I did. She she's from theater. She's done yeah, a ton of theater. I don't know if she won a Tony or uh, I think she's probably been nominated. I don't know. Right. I don't know she um, she's she just a great actress. She's yeah. she's awesome. And I just the role of Jackie and Roseanne. I mean, is fantastic. So I, mean, I I've I heard an interview on a she was on a podcast with Michael Ian Black, and it was uh-huh. like about an hour and change just talking to her, and she just seems so warm, yeah. and intelligent and talented, and, yeah. and she's one of those people who you can tell does it for the craft right you know and and the fact that she's just so damn good at it yeah and yeah. she can do both yeah you know drama and comedy it's i have to say that ladybird the part when she throws herself out of the car i haven't seen it oh but you probably see the preview that she's telling her off she's telling her daughter off and her daughter just throws herself out the car that part's awesome so Lori Metcalf, if you're listening to our podcast, which you probably aren't, but if you are, we need to Twitter this because if Pia got back to us, yes, Lori that's a great can. segue, actually. So. so actually, so we said there was a Pia update. As you know, in our last episode, we have we officially decided we're going to start campaigning for Pia Zadora to be in Dancing with the Stars. So mm-hmm. hashtag Pia on DWTS. Mm-hmm. I think that's the official hashtag we're going to go with. Um, one of our listeners. Uh, was uh, sorry. What was his name? Uh, Thomas. 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 And thank you, Thomas. Um, because I've been slacking and I haven't set up a Twitter account yet. He tweeted about how we've we talked about her and you know Pia on Dancing with the Stars, or whatever. And she retweeted our t- his tweet about us, and it had a picture of our our little yes. logo. So she's aware. She's aware that we exist. She's aware that we exist, and she's aware the campaign is in its infancy. So, Pia Zadora, if you or your people are listening to this, this is an open invitation yep. to come to our podcast. And if you can't come to Miami, we'll go to you. We'll go to you. Listen, you live in Nevada. Yeah. We'll go to Vegas. That's fine. It's similar weather. Yeah. We'll acclimate very well. Or, you know what? We can do a Skype interview. We oh, can... no, no, no. We're meeting her in person. Listen, let's get the ball rolling however it needs to get rolling. Uh, that's true, but mm, I'm flying okay. one way to... But but, but definitely, you know, we, 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 we're we getting traction, people. So now we kind of need your help as well, uh, listeners, to get this ball 
going and just get bigger and bigger. Like whatever. If she, if she goes on Dancing with the Stars, you know she could win that shit because she's a performer. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's, true. She does, yeah. That's true. And yeah. we'll get into the Pia, but like, just know uh, on. I think on the, the face of it. This isn't some type of like joke thing we're doing. Like I genuinely like Pia Zadora. Like there's something about her that I, I just I love about her, and I don't. I can't put my finger on it. Maybe we'll get into it if we ever get a deeper episode of her. But like this isn't one of those haha. Let's get her. Like no, let's make this happen. We're sex six episodes in, and yeah. we're talking about Pia Zadora. Yeah, like I this mean, is not a gimmick. This is not a gimmick. Well, <laughs> we stumbled onto it. But. Yeah. But yeah, so um, on that note... On that note, everybody, grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your jupina, and thank you yeah. so much for listening. And don't forget to leave reviews on uh, on Apple iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast, and feel free to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or drop us a line at betoletmepodcast at gmail.com. All right, have a good Take one. Take care, people. guys. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.